Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, we made our first trip to Spirit Halloween yesterday. Oh, that's exciting. I'm I know. Jealous. First trip of the season. I didn't know um, it was already open. Oh yeah. The abandoned Toys R Us has once again been turned into a Spirit Halloween. I was going to ask what abandoned department store it got put into. It's actually, so technically it was originally a Toys R Us and then it was an abandoned Toys R Us. And then it became a trampoline park briefly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it still has the, it looks like a Toys R Us. Like if you rolled up on the building, you'd think, hmm, that reminds me of a Toys R Us. But it still has the sign out front for the trampoline park. I see. What is the so it's trampoline a, park? It's uh, my nightmare. <laughs> it's a building full of a bunch of trampolines and sprained ankles. Well, if you asked if you asked me, Riley, how can we create a space where you only feel anxiety and you feel nothing but fear? But to anyone else walking in, they would think it would be an enjoyable, pleasant time. It would be a trampoline park. I don't like trampolines. I, I, I hate I, them so much. Um, Charlie and Cooper, one of them, both of them, I don't know. They'd been there a couple times because people have birthday, had had birthday parties there. And I just, it is not my thing. But it's an abandoned trampoline park now. It, it's like every place that a Batman villain could possibly set up shop. That's where the Spirit Halloweens <laughs> go instead. <laughs> it's an abandoned trampoline park. Doesn't that sound like that's a made-up thing, that some trampolino is the evil guy, he lives there, he's a bad guy that's gonna take away all the, make Gotham bouncy with his his bouncy ray. Everybody bounces at you. Yeah. They're pretty Um, scary. Yeah, uh, and I will say, it is spooky in there. The floors are very wet for some reason. There were lots of signs that said, like, the floor is wet here, watch out. I don't like that. <laughs> is that spooky? The, the I, well, floors, they're, they're wet. <laughs> uh, it freaked the kids out because they did have a lot of, like the, the section in the middle with the giant, like animatronic spooky things was, I felt like bigger than usual. And it wants you to walk through the middle of it, but they were both like, yeah, no way. <laughs> so we kind of skirted the outside. Um but they have a lot of clown-themed horror this year, like yeah. more than usual. I don't know what are clowns back specifically. Why are killer clowns from outer space so big all of a sudden? I don't know. Is that that movie having some sort of revival? I, I mean, it's a great movie. It's terrifying, but yeah. I don't know, but it. I have. I don't remember that being a property that they have a lot of. Like, they always have a lot of like Beetlejuice, uh, Trick or Treat, uh, Haunted Mansion, um, Hocus Pocus is big. You know, like you can kind of predict the properties that they have lots of both um, costuming stuff, but also like uh, house decorative stuff from. But. I had not seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space until this year, and they have tons of merchandise plus, like, giant, like, eight-foot stand-up animatronic clowns that once, if you step in front of them, there's, like, a sensor, and they'll, like, jump at you. I hate that. I hate that so much. Apparently, they also have uh, full human-size 
cotton candy cocoons that you can hang from your ceiling. See, I would get one of those if they had had. I did not see that at this Spirit Halloween, but they also had several shelves that said like more spooky coming soon or something like <laughs> it's not coming soon it, it wasn't done like it's an it is a partially finished spirit halloween they're still building it out right now it's september 5th why did they feel like they had to rush to get that spirit halloween open uh excuse me all right you know you know I'll, listen like, some people want to oh it's it's christmas basically in november okay some of us it's spooky all, all, all year, really. But definitely, once August is done, spooky time. I'm having a hard time getting into the fall spirit with the intense, intense heat happening right now in D.C. It is like 100 degrees every day this week, that's, and it's just making me unreasonably angry. That's, that's pretty spooky. That's, I know, see, I know. Usually I'm like the, one of the first ones, but I just, it's something about the fact that every time I leave my house, there's no moment of like a pleasant chill, even in early in the morning. It's just like I'm walking into a sauna. I had a five minute walk to CVS last night and I left with my hair wet. And by the time I got back, it was completely dry because it was like I was walking in a giant hair dryer. That's convenient. Awful. It's awful. So when I come back into my apartment drenched in sweat, I have a hard time being like, mmm, cozy. Let's light a candle and get under a blanket and make it hotter by making some cookies or some soup. But you, you don't have to pumpkin. do all that. Yeah. Yeah. I love all I your pumpkin stuff. I, watch, I don't have any decor with me. I watched Practical Magic last night and then The Craft. Mm-hmm. I'm getting going on my list. You know, those are two those are two properties they really need to have at Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think practical magic would really fit the vibe, but I feel like they could have some craft merchandise. Yeah. Definitely. I don't don't think I saw any of that. Now and and I will say like it's not rushing the season based on the crowds there. Like there were quite a few people in Spirit Halloween when we were there. Um when you check out they give you the option of donating to like a children's hospital. They always have like an organization you can donate to as you check out. And if you do, you get to write your name on a pumpkin and put it on the wall. And the only reason I tell you this is there were a lot of pumpkins already on that wall. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's early in the season and there were quite a few, which means they've had a lot of traffic in that store. Do you think pumpkins carry over? Mm, No, these, I bet these are all new pumpkins. To the new season? I think these are new, new this season pumpkins. Um, Mm. Uh, but the uh, the girls picked out some costumes. They usually end up with two different, at least, costumes because they have different Halloween events, the trick-or-treat and then the school thing. Um, Cooper picked uh, Sam from trick-or-treat. Nice. Oh, I love that. Or or Lil Punkett, as yeah. he's known in our house. Lil Punkett, yes. Yeah. And Charlie picked Cher from Clueless. Oh. <laughs> That's appropriate. Mm-hmm. So... I'm always amazed by what they pick because I feel like, and maybe this is just the thing with all kids, but it's certainly the thing with your kids. I feel like you think you know what they like. Like, you know the properties they enjoy. You know the characters they like. And you walk into a Spirit Halloween and you see those characters there. And you think, well, certainly you're going to want to be this. You love this thing. And then they just pull something out of left field. Like, where did you, what, what is that? 
<laughs> where did that come from? Well, it was weird because Cooper went to Spirit Halloween dressed as Wednesday. <laughs> I know. I could have sworn she would go with a Wednesday. She she wore her Wednesday dress and put on like and her black boots and her black lipstick and like did extra black around her eyes to make her eyes look like sunken. Oh, my gosh. Like not just black <laughs> eyeshadow, but like under her eyes. And I found they have, of course, a lot of various Wednesday costumes. Like she was wearing the classic Wednesday Adams dress, but they have all of the ones from the new show. Plus, they have a purse that is a headless doll. Oh, they have like a bunch she used of to carry like the headless doll that Wednesday carries. Mm. They turned it into a crossbody bag. Which she did get that, I will say. She was like, uh, I do need this to go with my outfit right now. <laughs> I need this as a daily accessory. Yeah, like Wednesday's just her general vibe. She needed a yeah. costume. Um, there are, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, there are a lot of new crossbody bags at Spirit Halloween. Are crossbody bags back in? They have so many purses. Like if you, they're but they're all over the place. So it's like you have to. I, it became like a fun game. Like I would search each section to see like what kind of themed purse do they have, and they they're all like they have one that Taylor. It's just a giant knife. Oh, that's <laughs> it's nice. like a giant bloody knife that's a crossbody bag. Anyway, I I'm love just a saying. Crossbody. I know. I do too. I found so many that I liked. It's like at the end of every Disney ride when they have those backpacks in all the gift shops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had bodies. They had one of those little backpacks with um, little punket on it. No. Oh. Did you get that? No. No, we didn't get that. We did get Justin's real deep into the haunted mansion merchandise mm. um, for decorating sense. the house. So I, I didn't know. get a costume. I'm. I'm still. I've got to come up with. I don't know. I'm still debating. Yeah. I gotta know, um, is Cooper gonna wear that little punket to to school? Is that like gonna be the vibe? At, yeah, she's at kindergarten. So, <laughs> she's gonna wear that when she murders somebody. Let's be real. That's, like, that's so, her that's Jason origin moment. Yeah, that's or gonna an, end up in a true crime documentary. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I said that. I said now this is for trick or treating, not for school, right? Because, like, usually we're okay with that. Like, because they wear costumes all the time. So, it's not... They don't get single use out of any costume they own. Yeah. They wear them lots of times throughout... Not just Halloween season. All the time. Throughout the year. (laughs) Yes, throughout the year. So, I don't feel really bad about buying two costumes because I know they're going to wear them a lot. Uh, I asked, like, this is trick-or-treat costume, right? This is not school. And she's like, no, no, no. This is school. So, (laughs) I have... uh, I mean, not quite two months to work on that. But I got some time... To work on that, I'm hoping to convince her to wear that for trick-or-treating and, like, something else for school because I do think it will scare her classmates and I do think I will get a call from the teacher. Um, I will say, though, uh, they have, like, trick-or-treat in the gym is what they do at their school. And the last two years, Mom and I, and Justin has come, but Mom has done most of the work, uh, have set up, like, tables in the gym. Like, we have manned our own table to hand out candy in the gym. And so I see what all the kids wear. And there were a lot of Squid Games kids at this elementary school last year. So I feel like if some of these elementary school kids are watching Squid Games, we're not too far off with Trick or Treat, right? No. But if you walked by someone in the gym of your elementary school wearing a little Squid Games suit, would that have the same impact 
as walking by Cooper wearing the little punket costume. Okay, there were at least two Pennywises last okay. year. Okay. So I and I mean I don't know I it's I am still gonna I'm still gonna try head. to convince her. I'm uh, yes. The head is something the, about yes. the full head is like you don't know what's under there. Like you think it's Cooper, and then you know you realize oh this is now this is just little punket. Cooper's gone. But I mean, like I wouldn't be even like the real Sam. I wouldn't be like afraid because I follow the rules of Halloween. So I'd be like, yeah, we're we're cool. Yeah. I like Halloween. You like Halloween? I don't know. My, my my sister over here, who's complaining about the fall season, she might have to watch her back around you, Sam, old buddy, but not me. We go way back. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> yes, I'm just hot. It's just hot. It's just I just, hot. I just want it to be cool. It's I want to be hot. I want it to be able to. I want to be able to wear pants. I want to wear a flannel. I want to wear long sleeves. I'm tired of summer clothes. I hate summer clothes. I love fall clothes. If this, I wear them now, I'll have a heat stroke. This is what's great about Spirit Halloween. I found a button-up short sleeve shirt at Spirit Halloween. That's like one of those that ties, you know, in the front. Mm-hmm. And it has um, all the things from Trick or Treat all over it. It has a little punket and the little lollipop. And oh, it says Trick nice. or Treat. And it's real lightweight. Like, it's almost see-through. It's so lightweight. Um, but it's like Halloween, but also summer. Oh. Well, best of both worlds. <laughs> so, you know, if you do your clothes shopping at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> As I do. Although they do have a cardigan. At Spirit Halloween, that is a Barbie cardigan. The Barbie cardigan, I almost bought that, it. Like, I would wear that. I would wear that on it's, a regular it, basis. I don't really wear pink. And so I looked at it and I was like, this is so cute. And then I was like, I don't, this is a whole, this would, I'd be reinventing myself to wear this pink cardigan. <laughs> like, this isn't, I can't go down. I did buy the Riverdale Letterman's jacket that they uh-huh. sold as a costume, but I wear it legit because it's so cute. Um, I, I don't think I could do this. This is not. Or this is a reinvention of me. I'm not ready for. Man, endorsing Riverdale now means something totally different than it did after like the first season when you bought that jacket. Yeah. The twists and turns that show has taken. They've been what aliens and magic powers, time travel. It's finally over, and they're they're all dead now. I think <laughs> they are all dead now. It ended with Betty on her deathbed, I believe. What? And then she goes into the Pop's chocolate shop in the sky, and reunites with everyone who died before her uh and sits at the table with Jughead and Veronica and Archie and I mean was it like a, a shake a flash forward to like her being old on her death okay yeah. it's not like they all died mm-hmm. <laughs> the way you said it it sounds like they all got wiped out no, no there's a I saw Netflix posted the final scene of the show on social media which feels like a weird move to like po- I don't know um but yeah it's, I guess it's her grandchildren are riding in the mm-hmm. car and they're like talking to grandma betty in the back seat like okay grandma betty time to get out and grandma betty is gone <laughs> it, yeah it's like her dying and then like because the, the headlines around it which i guess that we're spoiling riverdale for everyone the headlines i haven't even watched it <laughs> i've never yeah i've never i watched the first episode and went nope yeah. um the headlines were all like final episode reveals that Basically, they were all in a polycule. Yeah. And that was the headline. And it's like, there was time travel. And <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Like, and aliens and like spells and magic. And then the 
thing that they were like, but this will really blow your mind. The four of them were in a polycule. <laughs> It's, it's like, like that they, was not that was not by far the most shocking thing about this show. <laughs> they couldn't handle the life with Archie storyline of doing like what if life was with Betty and what if life was with Veronica. Mm-hmm. They just had to do them both at the same time. Yeah, and throw Drughead in there. Oh, I don't. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, I, I mean, it's on par I with the time travel else was there. the stranger part. Yeah, I. I haven't watched it. I follow someone on TikTok who's like, here's what you missed on Riverdale this week. And I'm not making any of it up, I swear. And it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's all it's all what I missed on Riverdale. I, I used to get TikToks like that. And it's like, there's no way this is true. This person's mm-hmm. got to be making this up. But oh. no, Apparently I, I read synopses for a while because I was, yeah. but then I just couldn't. Um. Yeah. We got to talk about Anyways, your topic. Yes. Um, this week, we are talking about Renee Rapp, who just put out her first album called Snow Angel. Just came out, I think, last month sometime. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, she is from Mean Girls, you said? Yeah. So she, um, I don't know if you all know what the Jimmy Awards are. But it's like the national, like, high school theater awards that have, like, you know, their finals in in New York and they do performances and stuff. And, like, all these high school theater companies from around the country, their people win, like, regional awards and then they go and do the jimmies in, like, New York. And I had no idea that existed. Yeah. Um, I don't think there are any, like, I don't think any of the high school's you know, that we would have known people out or we would have gone to participate in any of those. But um, it's a big, big deal in the theater kid community, especially on TikTok, um, because there are several Broadway stars that have gone and been in the Jimmies and then um, gone on to get offers from that. And she won her year, which I believe was the same year I graduated high school Mm. in 2018. It may have been 2019. Um, but she won whenever she was a senior in high school and then immediately was offered to graduate and come back and be Regina in Mean Girls on Broadway. Mm. So she did that. I think she was like 19. Um, Can you imagine over that role. I know. how intense the atmosphere is at that, at that competition? Oh, yeah. Can you, you should, imagine? You a all bunch should of... check out some clips sometimes because they spend like a week like rehearsing together and mm-hmm. then they come up with a bunch of musical medleys and they perform them all playing like the characters that they were nominated for, like they won their awards for. Uh-huh. So like they're combining songs from all these musicals with these random groups of characters and it's all these high school theater kids like trying to get their like 10 second line out there and be like the one that you remember so good. Oh my gosh. Sounds terrifying. I cannot even imagine. Yeah, no, that sounds... And I, I mean, like, this is not a knock on high school theater kids like I was one. Um, yeah. But, like, just the intensity with which when we would, like, cast a show among us as a friend group and then just perform it at, I don't know, Gino's Pub or wherever we were hanging out. At Applebee's. <laughs> like, at Applebee's. <laughs> At Oliver's, the restaurant that used to exist in Huntington many, many years ago. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I just can't imagine. I cannot imagine the intensity of that and the anger over who gets what and mm-hmm. the tears and the betrayals and the romances and the 
breakups. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I um I could be mistaken, but I think they usually pick a male and a female winner every year. Mm. Um and I, she was the female winner and I'm pretty sure the guy who won was Andrew Barth Feldman that year who went on to then beat Evan Hansen and Darren Hansen. Um so, so winning this thing is like a big stepping yeah. like stone I, for I don't know success. if it is yeah, I don't know if it is for everybody, but I know there are several like the the woman who originated Eurydice in Hades Town, mm-hmm. she was she was there. Um, there are more, but yeah, apparently it's like a big deal. They do it in New York, so all the Jimmy kids then go on their social media and say like, "I'm performing on Broadway," because <laughs> they do their one night performance like on a Broadway stage. Um, yeah, Aww. well that counts. That's kind of cute though. Yeah, I mean if I if that would have been a thing at our high school or anywhere nearby, I would have like lost my mind at the chance to do that that's like um this summer when we did spongebob we got lynn to do the voice of he agreed to be gary the snail and do our meows yeah um so lynn is the meows that were in the show and uh all of these uh, younger people in our show <laughs> are now listing that they were in a production of spongebob with lynn manuel miranda <laughs> hey they were it's, it's technically true. It's not a lie. <laughs> I was like, man, that is such that is such big theater kid energy. Like, yeah, I'm gonna list this. This is fine. It counts. I'm, I have no problem. This is totally. I'm totally earnest, and I will list this and tell people this. And I, I think it's fine. Can you can you imagine them going into like an actual audition and like they ask about that? Like, what was Lin Manuel Miranda in a local production of SpongeBob the Musical in Huntington, West Virginia? And they have to explain, like, well, let me tell you, <laughs> he's Gary the Snail. He was Gary the Snail. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, anyway, well, I, I really yeah. enjoyed this album. I uh, I was kind of surprised how much I did because I felt like it, like the first song, tricked me a little. Like, as it started in, it just kind of sounded, I don't know, like, more like sort of this generic kind of pop music mm-hmm. that it didn't, it was like, oh, this is nice. But but then, like, this guitar riff comes in all of a sudden. And yeah. it, I don't know, I, it, like, threw me for a loop. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, um, she, she had an EP before this, um that only had a couple songs on it, but it kind of does the same thing. There's a couple songs on there that kind of fit almost that more Mm -hmm. chart topping pop vibe. Um, but then a couple that, that really surprise you. Um, I think especially on this one, the song, the titular song, snow angel, um, that one is, it's also one of those where you're not expecting what it goes into in the bridge and it gets very big and almost like show tuny and that's mm-hmm. I feel like one of the moments where you can tell like oh this is a this is a theater kid this is like a this is a Broadway singer because so much of it isn't just you know her beats or her lyrics it's like her yeah. voice which is just amazing yeah her voice is amazing and she yeah. but she definitely has like um, a harder edge to some of it than I mm-hmm. expected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not all just like ballady, like listen to me belt, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, I really liked, I hate Boston. 
Yeah. I don't hate Boston, but I did like the song I Hate Boston. Yeah. Um, that is a, an incredibly catchy. I'm surprised that isn't like a single because it, yeah. it's, ve- it's very catchy. It has that earwormy quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, Talk Too Much and Pretty Girls are singles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Poison Poison's gotten some play, hasn't it? I feel like I've heard that before here. Yeah. That, uh, the refrain, which I can't repeat on this family-friendly podcast, um, has blown up on TikTok where she says, of course, I'm a feminist, but I'm having a hard time supporting all women when it, like, when it's you or whatever, yeah. when it's I hate mm-hmm. that, or I hate that B word. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that has blown up on TikTok, um, which I find very funny. I think, you know, now that you say that, I feel like I've heard that on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew the story behind that song. I tried to find it because um, she—it sounds like she's talking specifically about somebody else in the industry, but it's not. Yeah, it's hmm. not discernible. I actually just last night scrolling through TikTok stumbled across a an interview of her talking about how she wrote the song "Snow Angel," um, and it was because she had kind of hinted at that was a single that was also released before the album, um, that it was about like something kind of like traumatic she had been through um but hadn't said what but last night i saw an interview where she said essentially she was out with a bunch of friends that were kind of like industry friends that partied a lot and encouraged her to you know drink and party and go out and stay out late and all that um and she woke up at like 5 a.m in a hotel stall bathroom and like had blood on her hands and was alone and had no idea how she had ended up there and the last thing she remembered was like being with her friends at like 10 p.m and she had come with these people and they just like let her go off alone i guess and someone had put something in her drink and then she was just like blacked out you know seven hours and woke up in a hotel bathroom by herself um and that's what inspired that song because it was a lot of like these people that she thought were friends but really it was just you know things that she had gotten hooked on and things that she had you know like part of the lifestyle she'd become addicted to that she realized she no longer should Mm. oh gosh yeah yeah i didn't know that i was curious because when you get told us the album title like is this this snow angel or is this snow in terms of its relationship to drugs uh, yeah. And then after hearing that song, I'm like, well, there's something about addiction here, which is sad for someone so young. I mean, it's sad for anybody, but she's so young. Yeah. 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 You know, I hadn't put that together until you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really uh, think about that, but that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I love that song. And it's another one where she she's bisexual and she's out and she's written several songs about her relationships with men and women. But she says that she doesn't like putting pronouns in there too often because she wants kind of people to be able to listen and, you know, apply Mm -hmm. it to whomever they would like and apply it to their situation. And she doesn't always think that's important. But she did in Snow Angel in the bridge where she says, I still look for him and her. And she said that's like specifically because... Um, she wanted to point out the the duality of like women and mm. relationship women who are bisexual in relationships with men and women um, 
And she said she feels like it's important to note that in her songs when she can, because there were no songs she listened to growing up that would have represented her in that way. That's interesting. Yeah. I was watching some of her music videos and that uh, Pretty Girls, obviously, is about... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, like the girls that will, you know, will make out with other girls. And then it's like, oh, it's just a teehee. It's just a silly thing that, you know, yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I also really like Gemini Moon. Mm-hmm. Mm. I felt um, uncomfortably seen sometimes in that song. <laughs> Really? Do you have a Gemini moon? Not a, <laughs> I, I don't think I do. I had that thought. Like, I don't think I do. This would explain a lot. Hey. <laughs> hey. I just, did you relate to it? I, I did. I, did. I, I felt like, oh, man, that's that's me sometimes. Um, and I, I mean, I like the recognition. Like, yeah, I probably should stop making excuses for it. And. <laughs> It's also like a dumb thing to be like, it's like, oh, it's not my fault. It's just my Gemini move. Yeah. <laughs> Which she acknowledges like, yeah, no, I just should be better to you. <laughs> yeah. I just shouldn't be that way. Should I? No. Uh, um, But no, I enjoyed it because I was like, oh, I need to. I, I had to go read the lyrics. I was like, what did she say about being bored all of a sudden? <laughs> Is that do you do you relate to that? Not, I mean, not my current, not with Justin. Like, I don't relate to that in my relationship now. But, like, do I relate to feeling that way in general in situations in life and Mm -hmm. in past relationships and being guilty of, like, being all in one second and then thinking, like, this is boring. Never mind. Yeah. Like, instantly. Yes. I'm working on it. (laughs) Do you have a Gemini moon? I don't know. I don't know what my moon is. <laughs> yeah, I assumed I was a lot of Aries. I, I don't think that's... I think you, you can't have that in your current relationship. You got kids. You can't get bored of your kids. Like, I'm sorry, kids. This was fun for a little while, first couple years. But, you know, this whole, like, like you, me thing. We, I think we have to take a break. <laughs> I need space. I am never bored of my children. Never. Um, I am sometimes ready to, like, beat my head against the wall. Because I'm trying, like, desperately, like, please just brush your teeth. Please stop. I don't know. Why are you just staring in the mirror? Now you're singing. Now you're just, like, banging your toothbrush. Please just brush your teeth. We have to go to school. That's I'm just bored. I would say that's just karmic revenge for, for getting bored of people in relationships, Sid. Now, now you got yeah, permanent relationship with two people that will, you'll never be bored. Nope, I'm never bored. I'm never bored with Justin either. But I also, but like, I recognize that I, he knows I'm the kind of person who does get bored and like hates to be bored and will seek out like, well, I got to do something else because I don't, I don't want to be bored. And then it makes me feel bad because I'm like, is he aware of that? And he feels like he has to constantly entertain me so I don't get bored. I think, I think that's probably, I think that's ideal, right? Like, just make sure your partner's aware that they better never let you get bored and that's okay. <laughs> no, if, you, if you're if you the kind of person that constantly wants to be entertaining people and doing bits and making jokes and you're uh, with somebody who constantly needs to have bits and have jokes and have new stimuli, I think that works out mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Okay. That's fair. Like, yeah. 
And I think Justin does not like predictability. He doesn't. Um, he he hates being in a rut. And I think I am a good fit because I don't know what I'm going to be like from one day to the next. And you so. created two children who are never the same from one day to the uh-huh. next. Uh huh. They are also unpredictable, especially Chaos. the little one. That little so. one. The little one. You you never know. You uh, every morning I'm like, how'd you sleep? And I never know what she's gonna say. It could be anything. I ask Charlie every morning, how did you sleep? And she says the same thing. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. They're pink sister and purple sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say, um, Cooper, how did you sleep? And she'll say, shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, does she still sleep with Bob? Um, She has a pile next to her uh, now. Okay. She doesn't hold any one stuffy, but Bob is next to her. Jack, Sally. Uh, She has a new, or she has a Wednesday doll and a new Lydia doll. And... That little, um, whatchamacallit from Avatar. I don't know. The blue people. Navi? Yes. She has a baby Navi. (laughs) That explains a lot about her dreams, probably, right? That combo of stuffies being right by her face as she sleeps. Sleeping in a herd of weird creatures. (laughs) I don't don't know. But but she doesn't touch any of them. She just wants them piled next to her. Just watching her. <laughs> They're protecting her. I had all my lions for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. My out, outside lions and inside lions. Charlie has two stuffed log pillows, one under each arm that she sleeps with <laughs> clutched to her. <laughs> sure. And her and her sleep mm-hmm. mask and her, her special lighting and her humidifier and her white noise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Barbie. Oh, Barbie. It's my Barbie. Um, I uh, I wanted to talk about the song 23 because, one, I enjoy it because it came out right before my 23rd birthday. Um, so I found it very apt. But I also think, as someone who enjoys both Taylor Swift and Renee Rapp, um, obviously you have the Taylor Swift song 22, which is fun and upbeat about being 22 and kind of partying, being out with friends and being young um and 23 feels very much like the same way i felt once i realized i'm now 23 which is like somehow being 23 feels significantly older than saying you're 22 um and like you are getting closer to a point where you're expected to be like somewhat of an adult and somewhat have your stuff together um but you still feel a lot of the same like angst and emotion of being like a teenager almost Mm -hmm. um I uh, I feel like it's a a really good follow up. The, obviously, it was not intentionally like a sequel to Twenty Two, um, but I feel like if you listen to the two back to back, Twenty Three is very much like the the change in feeling from being in your early twenties to then being closer to being in your mid twenties. Have you noticed a shift in the way you're feeling? It's not really like like how it, I mean. Obviously, like, it's just a day, you know, it's not like a big difference, but there is something that makes you feel internally different about saying you're 23 than 22 for me personally. Like, Mm. I feel, I don't know, less of like, I'm just 22. I think I'm 23. (laughs) I'm closer to being 25 than I am to being 20. Um, 
I am five, no, four years removed from being a teenager. I'm coming up on, you know, 10 years since I, uh, or five years since I graduated college and high school and all that. So, well, and I mean, to be fair, I got married when I was your age. Wow. That's weird to think about. Yeah. Is that weird for me to think about? Is that why Cooper asked me why I'm not married? Yeah. Because she's like, my mom was married by your age. <laughs> What's up with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. It, obviously, you don't physically or like mentally feel that different from the day before your birthday to the day of your birthday when you go from 22 to 23. But it, uh, I don't know. Like when she says, how old do you have to be to live so young and careless? My wish is that I cared less at 23. Like almost that feeling of youth slipping slipping away um Mm -hmm. in the the sands of time but also like you know feeling that having anxiety and feeling older even before you get to 23 like the feeling of maybe you weren't young and careless even when you were young and careless if that makes sense well and i will say that like to an extent that feeling never completely goes away or at least so far i don't know i'm at 40 Mm -hmm. at this point where like before I turned 40, I had this, I, it was actually worse leading up to it because I had this panic of like what, what I was still young enough to do in my 30s and I was about to not be in my 30s anymore mm-hmm. and like did I really live the way I should have, <laughs> you know, did I embrace mm-hmm. all the things I still was allowed to when I was in my 30s that like for some reason in my mind no longer apply when you're 40 years old and now you're old now you're not young anymore and i don't know i mean i I think i think that's a normal kind of panic to have as you age yeah did i do all the stuff i was supposed to do at the last stage i was is it too late for that yeah i don't know i also it's nice because she and i are the same age almost exactly um obviously that's why she wrote the song 23 um but I think there's, I've noticed a lot of people I talk to that are the same age as me or around the same age because of the pandemic kind of stopping time, but time also continued to pass for a long time. It feels kind of wild that I'm 23 because before the pandemic, I was 19. Like I was still mm-hmm. a teenager and yeah. now it feels like life is maybe returning to some semblance of normal. And I'm like, oh, well now I'm 23. <laughs> I was a teenager and now I'm 23 where it's like time went by even faster, but it also didn't pass like time didn't progress at the same speed in which it was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It did felt like everybody got some sort of strange witch's spell. <laughs> it's just yeah. lost three years of your life. You're three years older. I didn't do anything, but I'm older now. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a sophomore in college and now I'm in my second year of law school. Like how'd that happen? I, I graduated college. I'm, like, I'm an adult. I'm 23. I was a teenager. No, I know, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I feel like those years for, like, Cooper have been weird. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I think about, how is this kid in kindergarten? She was yeah. just a baby. Because, yeah. like, the, the pandemic kind of stole some of those in-between years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why I like I like that song so much. I'm a, you know. Also, it came out, like, two weeks before my birthday, so it was very apt. Um, is that your favorite song from the album? 
I think my favorite song is probably Snow Angel or um, I really like Tummy Hearts. Mm. <laughs> I like Tummy Hearts a lot. Um, I don't know. I like I like all of them for different reasons. It's very much one of those albums that it just depends on what you're what mood you're in, what you're feeling like listening to and feeling. Yeah. No, I like that it has a range. I like that it has different songs with different vibes. I always enjoy that. Um, Takes you on different emotional journeys. Yeah. I feel like you can always tell when a theater kid has written a song. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or an album, I guess. Yeah. And she wrote all these songs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's impressive. Can't help but emote. Gotta tell a story. Mm -hmm. I like them. Do Do you all have a favorite? I really like I Hate Boston. I just, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't more of a breakout hit because it, for me, it was just so, like, after I listened to the album, it was the first song that was stuck in my head and I wanted to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. Um, I like the the first song, Talk Too Much. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that one was catchy. And it kind of reminded it had that Olivia Rodrigo vibe, too. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt a little bit of that, too. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, obviously not important to me growing up because it just came out. But she is one of those people that I was like, oh, my God, she won the Jimmies and now she's on Broadway. And now everyone knows about her because she's a pop star now and on TV. And, no, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. And uh, Charlene Cooper did, too. So oh, good. I, I knew her from that show. What is it? Sex Life of College Girls, which is mm-hmm. unfortunately not. I don't think it's going to come back. But yeah. she's not going to be yeah. on it. That's too bad because she was, she was she probably was my, my favorite, favorite part. Yeah, she was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now everyone knows her. She started out of the Jimmies. Yeah. Um, Taylor, what's next? Well, this is this is definitely not uh, something that is timely from from my childhood. But uh, you know, it's it's a much much older movie, but it's one of my favorites. Maybe my favorite. I feel like that's a hard statement to make, but uh, I make. I make someone watch it with me every, every Christmas day. I don't know why that's a tradition that I started. But I want to talk about Casablanca. Of course, it came out in 1942. Oh, my gosh. A long time ago. All right. All right. Well, we'll watch Casablanca for next time. And in the meantime, um, you should check out Snow Angel by Renee Rapp. Um, I imagine it is places other than Apple Music. It is also on Spotify. There you go. <laughs> Uh, thank you uh, listeners thank you to Maximum Fun you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out a lot of great shows there that you would enjoy um, and you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org and thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby You Change Your Mind this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us I'm Riley Smurl I'm Sydney McRoy and I'm Taylor Smurl I am still buffering and, and I, I am, am you both headed to Spirit Halloween to do some purse shopping Yes. <laughs> this is when I get my home decor every year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jesse Thorne. Bullseye is celebrating 50 years of hip-hop by bringing you an entire month of brand new interviews with rappers. 
That means Jeezy. I put my pain in the music. Angie Stone. You know, hip hops. We called them hops back then. Master P. Music is what's going to open the doors for us, but whatever we come up with after this, it's going to be bigger. Plus, Chica, Saba, even the greatest of them all, Rakim. That's this September. Open up that podcast app, type in Bullseye, and hit subscribe. You're not going to want to miss any of this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.